Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Be Here Now. I am your host, Bridget Mitchell. And on today's episode, I got to sit down with one of my very good friends here in Austin. Her name is Jillian Collin, and she is the founder and owner of the vintage shop Trouve Moi Vintage. You can find her on Instagram at Trouve Moi Vintage, and it's spelled T R O U V E. M-O-I, vintage. And, you know, Jillian is main character energy. She is someone that when she walks into a room, she is friendly to everyone. She just brings, she's the life of the party. And I love her. And this episode embodies that energy. And I loved every second of recording this. But in this episode, we dive deep into the fashion industry and fast fashion and why it is so important to shop secondhand and to shop vintage if you can. And we also talk about the shifts that Jillian uh, went through to move from California to Texas and kind of her life living in the Bay Area and LA working in the fashion industry and kind of abandoning all of that and moving to Austin to kind of create a new life and this this vintage shop of hers. Um, we also talk about just surviving your 20s and what that looks like for everyone and she shares some tidbits on what got her through. Um, and I just love her. I I can't think of anything else to say other than I love her and I loved getting to record this episode. We both were looking dusty, crusty, musty, sitting on her emerald green velvet vintage couch, sipping coffee out of teacups at 5 PM on a Wednesday afternoon recording this, um, after, many shenanigans we should not have gotten into on a Monday and a Tuesday night. Um, but it was great. So that's the scene that I'm setting for you guys as you're listening, just envision us, you know, getting through. Um, but thank you so much for listening and please connect with Jillian on Instagram to learn a little bit more about her and yeah, let me know what you think about this episode. This is be here now. I needed to turn you up a little bit because I'm significantly louder than you. Turn me up, okay. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Be Here Now. I am joined with a very good friend of mine, and I'm very excited to have her on today. Um, but I'm going to let her introduce herself, as I do with every guest, just like <laughs> who you are, what your name is, where you're from what the deal is I love it a simple question okay great who are you (laughs) um my name's Jillian Collin and I'm from California originally I grew up on a hay ranch and I kind of made my way through the Bay Area to LA working in fashion went to FITM was designing in LA and then kind of like fell out of love with my life and was just like I need to get out of here. So then literally like last year, I just kind of, I literally packed up my entire life into my car and I was like, let's start something new. And Mm -hmm. then I drove to Austin and 
I've been here for literally like a little over a year now. We've known each other for almost a year. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Yeah. I met you like a couple <laughs> weeks after you moved here. Um, we yeah. met at volleyball, Sam Volleyball. Oh my God. Thank from you, a Jay mutual. Darian. Yeah. Jay Darian was <laughs> Jay the guy that inter- introduced us at Sam Volleyball. And you were just like such an angel. You were so sweet and so like <laughs> chatty with everyone. I was like, I like her. And then we went and got ice cream and like thrifted or something. Oh my God, uh, we did. Do you remember that? I totally remember. And I was like divulging my entire life. And it was just like so sad yeah. at that time because everything yeah. was so raw. And you were so sweet. And you were like, oh I my was, God. I'm like, I know nothing about committed long-term relationships, but I will listen to, I will listen to this story. I know. But, um, and it was just like hot as fuck. And we're both like sweating <laughs> our lives, eating ice cream, yeah. just like in a 105 degree, mm-hmm. like heat. It was great. The I start know. of a beautiful friendship. Really? Um, but <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you already kind of touched on like the, the shift that you had that brought you here. Do you want to like talk a little bit about that yeah um uh so yeah I mean LA was like so interesting for me Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's just such like a funny statement because I'm sure LA is fucking interesting for everybody Mm -hmm. it's just one of those places um but it was a crazy time I like I got out of college and I started my first like professional job as a fashion designer and I started my first serious relationship like basic like ever like basically at the same time and it was kind of crazy and I learned so much in that time and I also felt like I was learning in a way that was outside of me in the sense that like I always felt like I was trying to fit myself into other people's version of life Mm -hmm. and like like when I was designing, like I very much, like I learned so much and I have so much gratitude for those experiences, obviously. Um, It's just funny because even when I, you know, I was like in it and I was like, this is not me. Like, what Mm -hmm. am I doing? All the while I'm like learning so much, meeting so many people, like gaining so much experience. Um, And then just like similarly, like this like crazy parallel in my relationship, I was doing like the long distance thing and like, Um, you know, that was amazing too, but it was like, so kind of like all over the place so fast. So like romantic, but then like, what the fuck is going Mm, on? Yeah. And then both things got really serious kind of at the same time, which is so wild. Mm -hmm. And cause I just remember thinking honestly, like when I first started, like when I first started my job and when I kind of got into the relationship, the sense of them being kind of combined, I just remember thinking like, these things both really started together and I always just had this weird kind of feeling that like they would both end together like kind of it was like this weird like package of learning Mm -hmm. and um so yeah like I just remember things got like really serious with um my work life like I had just gotten out of college and I was like an assistant designer and they had hired this senior designer who had like 15 years of experience on me and they fired her and then I was doing everything for them. Like mm. I was designing, I was their fit model, I was doing all their production shit and I was just like so overwhelmed, like literally. And then in my relationship, my partner and I were doing long distance for like a year and then he ended up moving to LA and instead of, we basically just moved in together immediately. So it was like going from like long distance to getting together mm-hmm. immediately. And so 
that was kind of crazy. That was sort of like at like the one-ish and change mark in both of those situations. Mm -hmm. And um, then shit just got really crazy. And I was like, wow, like I feel very, you know, the whole box kind of started to get smaller. And I was was feeling more like a circle in a square. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is crazy. And I remember after I got here, like finding, actually even when I was in LA, like finding these journals from like, year one of this two-year moment Mm -hmm. this two-year season I guess in my life and like I literally had this journal and I like was writing in this like kind of middle to end of year one and I was just like I have some serious like shit coming and I have so much to deal with and I don't know what it is but this feeling I know I literally think I still have it I think it honestly might be in that green notebook we'll have to look Um, but but yeah I just remember like looking back on that after like when I was packing all my shit to go to to come here to Austin and just being like wow like that's so crazy Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's funny and I don't know I think I just kind of like ignored myself for a while and was just trying to just sort of do the one two and like yeah until you literally couldn't anymore literally yeah (laughs) okay so tell tell the listeners you're you're moving out because that like when you told me that I was like holy shit oh okay that's a lot okay um simple version yeah yeah yeah. okay um so yeah basically square circle moment lasted for too fucking long (laughs) ended up quitting my design job in December of 2019 and that was crazy and then I started Trouve Moi at the end of February last year kind of beginning of March um and then I was just doing that and I was just by myself with my partner which had been great previously because I feel like there were so many distractions and then COVID hit and then it was just like me and him in our fucking place Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and then yeah I think shit just got hella real and I was like I can't keep ignoring myself here Mm -hmm. I can't keep ignoring my gut and um then it was crazy I remember on a Monday I came and stayed at an Airbnb uh in Austin on Lake Austin with my sister and our friend and my previous partner had like made a big purchase for our future that I just wasn't ready for it was a house um (laughs) (laughs) I was like all right that's fucking ambiguous (laughs) um but yeah and so I was actually here in Austin when like our broker texted us and was just like it's yours and I just remember feeling like like I just kind of had this like sinking feeling in my stomach and I was like this should be one of the happiest moments of my life. Why Mm, isn't it? Yeah. And, oh, so it still gives me the chills, like, thinking about it because it was so tough and because I loved that partner so much. And I still do. He's an amazing person, but it was just not it. Mm -hmm. And um, and that was so hard to reconcile for so long. Anyway, get to the Airbnb on Monday. Figure out that news on Wednesday. Get that text on Wednesday. And I was like, oh, fuck. Fly back to L.A. Thursday end things with my partner the house closing was on Friday and I was like oh no um and then he and his a couple of his good friends and me and a couple of my good friends basically came over and we all just like 
were really like cried together and we're just like really emotional and they were so kind and he was so kind like I think it was just like the craziest fucking experience honestly like ever because they were helping me pack my life to go somewhere and we were helping him to pack his life going somewhere else and um, I basically just like helped move him into the home that he bought for us and I packed my car to come here and it was super hard Mm. and then I literally just like uh drove here I like yeah that was literally Friday Saturday and Sunday it was fucking surreal Mm -hmm. and I was just like "Uh, what the fuck am I doing Mm -hmm. but I felt very much called I was like I have so much more to discover like I have to do this and I felt fucking crazy as shit and I feel like I literally and I have my own just like baggage with like mental illness and like craziness and all Mm -hmm. of that and so so much of that was just you know from like my biological mom and Mm -hmm. so much of that was coming out for me and that was really hard but I just felt like I had to do it anyway um and then yeah literally like Monday at 6 a.m. I just like drove away from LA and just like started driving to Texas and of course fucking California my my parting gift was I got a speeding ticket <laughs> so I literally was like manic going 110 <laughs> sobbing in my car like what am I doing I feel like a parking ticket would be more fitting but. oh honey <laughs> Ooh, listen I wish I got that bill um <laughs> oh my god and then I had just like a tragic night at like a um a holiday Inn express in Albuquerque by myself it was disgusting no offense holiday Inn express but it was bad um anyway and then yeah and then I just like drove to Dallas literally facetimed a random like friend of a friend in Austin and she thank god had an extra room in her house and then yeah I literally just like drove here and started that lease June 1 of last year yeah wild yeah but you made it and there's so much like good things there's so many good things happening and absolutely (sighs) no regrets yeah I guess (laughs) this is your sign if you're in a relationship that you don't want to be in get out go Uh, run (laughs) dude for real and it's it literally gives me the chills to think about it sometimes because it's like I don't know it's sometimes it's just like everything in your body will just tell you Mm. No. I mean, you knew it. You were writing in your journal a year and a year and a half earlier. I know. And I know. Yeah, it's it's nuts, especially Ugh. if you journal and you keep record of your thoughts and your feelings oh, and you're yeah. able to look back. It's shocking what you know before it even happens. Oh, my God. Do you ever go back and, like, read? To your, do you journal every day? Yeah. Like, every week? Every it, every week at least. Yeah. Oh um, but, yeah, it is, it is nuts what comes yeah. forward. Um, no, totally. But yeah, okay, so you mentioned <laughs> True Moi, and yeah. the the listeners don't know what that is. Okay. So what is that? What's What was the birth of that? You explained yeah. that you went to FITM, you were in the fashion yeah. industry, and now you own a cute little shop. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, like, True Moi has always been kind of, like, just a little seed in my soul, kind mm-hmm. of forever, and I grew up going to antique stores, vintage stores, thrift stores with uh, our mom and um, was always finding stuff. Just love the hunt, love the search. It's like some people really fucking hate it, but I really love it. Just like digging. 
and I would always find pieces for friends and I would just buy it all and just give it to my friends and be like, this would look sick on you, like wear it. And, um, so I've always just kind of been doing it and I always loved fashion and went to fit in San Francisco and then finished up in LA and I got a degree in fashion design with an emphasis on sustainability. Um, and that was such an amazing program. My professor Samson was a legend. He was wild, but he drove me crazy, <laughs> but he really helped me. Um, and then left there and like knew I wanted to design, but truly just needed a job. Cause I was just like out of college and I was like, fuck, like applied everywhere, ended up working for a company called Naked Wardrobe. And um, it's a really, it, it was a really interesting like step because I got to understand like a, just like designing and mass, like designing for just like basics everyday wear, like what the fuck do people actually want to wear? Mm-hmm. And then just so much about like sourcing relationships, all of that and really getting into um, what it means to like dress for your figure, dress for your form, simple things you can wear every day. Um, and then I ended up building out this collection for them. Um, I was like running their production too. And then doing more statement pieces that were kind of like complimentary and more intricate. Um, and then I left that and then was like, because honestly it's a fast fashion brand and that has Mm. never really been my moment. Like I have always loved secondhand, have always loved like just the whole like sustainable movement moment. Um, and yeah, I think like I just kind of fell out of love with naked wardrobe for many reasons, but mainly I was just like, I just can't keep fucking doing this. I was like designed there. It was like. 20 new pieces every week they were making like hundreds of each piece and I was just like I can't fucking do this and they were like using viscose which is quote unquote a plant-based fabric but what you don't realize is that 70% of each tree actually goes to waste when you're making that fabric so do your research when you're shopping yeah, sustainably. Definitely want you to dive into that. Oh my god, um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. but you guys need to check out her shop. I'm gonna obviously plug this in the beginning and in the description and stuff. But yeah. finding her on Instagram and finding her shop, it's just on Etsy, right? Or yeah, you yeah. Don't have so, it on any other platforms? No. So working on a website right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically just getting out of all that I had always wanted to have a vintage shop and just Mm -hmm. like basically have my own thing and then I had just been collecting pieces for forever and literally just like last February March I was like now is the time Mm -hmm. so yeah true moi and true moi literally means find me find me vintage and it's kind of funny because I feel like there's so many different like plays on find me like I feel like we all kind of find ourselves through fashion and it's such a good way to show your inner self mm. outwardly and not all the time, but when you're actually really kind you know, that like outfit that you fucking put on and you're like, Oh my God, like this is it. Mm-hmm. Like this is me. Like you're finding yourself that way. Right. And so it's sort of like a play, even though it's in French, um, it's sort of like a play on words, like find me, like find yourself through your clothes, like through that expression. But then also find me vintage. Cause I'm a fucking vintage queen and I'm finding everyone all the best vintage. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's really amazing. I definitely want to expand to men's stuff, but right now it's just women's stuff. And um, I source really high quality pieces and most of them are really timeless. Lots of like lingerie, lots of suiting. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like um, I've been meeting some of my clients recently and like they're all just sort of like the embodiment of what I feel like true moi is. Mm-hmm. It's just like fucking iconic, creative, spiritual, powerful women and 
that's who I'm dressing and yeah if that's you go fucking check out truth mom <laughs> yeah what I love about like you and your your collection of clothes that you find and that you sell um I remember when we went thrifting we only went once but whenever we did go you just knew so much about like what we were looking at and I'm like <laughs> I'm the least fashionable person in the, on the planet it's not true it's, you guys it, it <laughs> fucking is i literally wear black biker shorts it's and a, a tank top every bridget <laughs> it is a story it's a narrative i'll work on it you can help me but um you knew so much about like the history of like a piece or like the brand or the designer and like where that time frame or when that time frame was and all that and um even like on your story, whenever you share different pieces, you're like, this is from 1964 or whatever. And like, <laughs> this is like the, I don't know, the celebrities who are wearing that. And like, you just know so much and you're super passionate about it. Yeah. Um, it makes you really step back from all of the fast fashion sites. Cause it's like, whoa, mm. those people don't give a fuck about you or what you're mm. wearing or the planet. Um, literally that's yeah. actually kind of like a, a real benefit that I had from being inside of that world for so long mm -hmm. and not to be like, like I get it. Like we all love money. We all want to make a profit, love it. But at what cost? Mm -hmm. Literally like at what cost? And that just scares the shit out of me because I'm like this overproduction, honestly, at this point, even just shopping secondhand, even recycling, even upcycling, it's too it's too much, mm. you know, like you can't, you, you, you can't expect like literally billions of tons of new clothes being produced to be able to just be recycled away. That's not real. Yeah. And that's like a really scary thing about like greenwashing and all of that. So it's really interesting, but yeah, just back to your point, I think it's like, it's such a important thing to be able to like speak to your clothes. I'm like, who made them and where are they from and why the fuck was that trend there mm -hmm. and what's a girdle? Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. And like, it's so interesting too, because there's so many, you know, there's just so much knowledge everywhere. I just love it. I feel like fashion history is so interesting. And like, especially now there's an abundance of knowledge. And I find that especially like when I'm out like sourcing pieces, it's funny because like I just consistently run into so many of the same brands and like, sometimes I'll find the same piece which is pretty rare when you're like sourcing but yeah it's so cool and to just be like be able to like connect the story to the consumer mm -hmm. I feel like it's interesting yeah and something that like fast fashion just doesn't offer yeah what do you say to people who maybe are like trying to get out of I feel like it's just so easy especially like with Amazon now holding uh. so many like can't. you can buy anything on Amazon yeah. literally, but especially yeah. when it comes to clothes, yeah. which no wasn't a thing for, for a really like long time. Five fucking dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. What do you, I guess maybe like what's your, what's a piece of advice you have for someone who's mm -hmm. trying to be more conscious of like the clothes that they're buying and wearing? Absolutely. Um, I feel like a, I think really consider how you feel in your clothes and mm -hmm. think about the pieces that you love the most and think about why and then think about how often you can continue to rewear them and reuse them um and then a either buy vintage or go to a thrift store there are so many effing thrift stores that sell top tier quality ass shit for cheaper than forever 21 or asos or 
mm-hmm. dear god she and i hate to even say their fucking name <laughs> ew um but <laughs> but you know there's like there's so many sites and you can even go on like poshmark or mercari and there's so many ways now the circularity in clothing is awesome so i always just say shop secondhand all of that and then and then just kind of curate your wardrobe think like what the hell do i actually want to wear mm-hmm. and have like wine night swapping parties with your friends mm-hmm. i used to do that when i lived in san francisco and it was iconic like literally like everyone brings wine everyone brings a bag of their clothes that they love but they no longer wear um and yeah just just try to keep it more circular i guess and it's not to say buying new is terrible or dreadful it's just saying like the more you do that, the more these companies are going to continue at the rate that they're continuing, like at the mm-hmm. rate that they're producing. Um, and also like maybe just consider shopping more with companies that have like a higher, um, have a more clear traceability level. Like Everlane is amazing. Reformation is okay. Um, you know, I understand some of them could be like a lot higher priced. And um, then I think just like vintage Etsy, like literally all these amazing thrift stores people are curating so much like instagram shops trouve moi um but yeah you know and like i think what people don't understand because stuff is so easy now consumers have really been trained to be lazy and want everything now Mm. to be honest everybody wants everything five minutes ago for Mm -hmm. zero dollars but what that's actually doing is that is literally just like robbing people of like livable lives like actual wages to be able to just like fucking eat food that's Mm -hmm. not gonna make them sick um and then also it's just like it's too much like amazon literally like jeff bezos is a billionaire because he it's a monopoly and he has all the control because when you shop with a company like amazon you basically this sounds very intense but it's literally like you're just kind of eliminating space for small businesses Mm -hmm. because small businesses approach Amazon like, oh, this is an amazing platform. Then they go on Amazon. Then Amazon knocks off their product for cheaper with their insane production manufacturing lines and then kind of forces them out because if they can produce something at a cheaper cost, even 10% cheaper, right? Which Mm -hmm. they can because they're fucking Amazon. Um, Then they're just kind of riding people out. And so you know, it's tough and it's hard because it's like affordability is a major factor. And I think people just like stuff now. Uh, yeah, that's a, yeah, that is hard. And I know like, we're not here to talk about Amazon's like what we can do to stop Amazon. Cause that's like a whole other hashtag Ugh. ban Amazon. <laughs> it's like a whole other thing, <laughs> but what you just said about wanting things fast and wanting things now I think speaks to um trends Mm -hmm. like even just this year I can think of so many clothing trends that are are, that have came and gone like they were Uh, hot for literally a week and a half and then TikTok was it was no longer trending and so now like no one's wearing it again it, like, I feel like fashion trends, especially with social media, don't yeah. last longer than a month. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's scary. I mean, you were talking about the other day when I saw you, the two-tone top. That's like, uh, what is it called? Like the knit? Yeah. How it's did like you describe a, it? It was like a knit. It's basically, um, it's just like a, a, a woven knit. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's like a yarn-based knit. But it's like a crop 
kind of little short sleeve and it's got like two bright colored tones and I know but uh like that it, it started trending from a smaller business right yeah so and then Shein picked it up and they uh, ended up producing like Shein bajillions to get out of here um yeah I'm trying to find it on online I don't know if I can find it to be honest but that's like one of the many examples of it's hot for now and then people will go and buy it and then never wear it again. A hundred percent. Yeah. And <laughs> just like speaking to that specific example, like those are like really talented small designers. That top is handmade and it's handmade overseas. And so there's just so many like affiliated costs. Um, but it's a handmade piece. And because of that, it's $300 mm-hmm. or it was like three something. And Shein literally knocked it off for like, I don't even know, maybe like 20 something dollars. Mm-hmm. I, you can just even tell from the pictures, like their quality is horrible. I mean, if you like smoked a ciggy in it, it could honestly light on fire. <laughs> it's just like terrible quality. I'm <laughs> like, honey, yeah. uh, so bad. And then like there's other like there's this um, really talented designer called Elif. She's in France and she upcycles these like mat, like big like men's blazers. And they're so fucking cool. And she turns them into this little like bra and like cropped like top something. It's called Elif, E-L-I-F dot studios, I think. Um but House of CB knocked her off. Mm. And that killed me because I loved House of CB. Even though they're like a mass producer, their quality is great. Their pieces last for forever. Um, but that was just sad. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is happening? And they produced that top for their sister brand, Mistress Rocks, um, for I think like not even 100 bucks. And the original one takes this girl in France like a long ass time to make. Mm-hmm. And she's doing it all by herself. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, I know. I, I just thought of a designer. Her name was Jade Clark. Mm-hmm. She's from the UK. And I bought this, like, two-piece uh, festival set. Uh, I don't know. This was probably four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. And since then, I have seen so many brands, like, big fashion brands knocking off her. Name, name, Spurgeat. I don't even... I don't even... <laughs> Honestly, I don't even remember. Maybe yeah. like Fashion Nova or like one of those. Ew. What's yeah. what's another one? Not Missy Elliott. I don't know. Another one like that. Not don't Missy, drag wait, not Missy her Elliott. What's it called? Dare you, Missy make. Empire. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, me and the Fashion, shade. we don't go together. Ew, Sorry, Missy, Missy I love Elliott. you. Oh my god. XOXO. <laughs> Gossip Girl. Bye. But um, <laughs> the reboot. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. So back to Truth Moi. So yeah. that you started February of last year. Yeah. Um, and now that is like that's your baby. It's your small business, yeah. and you're doing that full time. Yeah, pretty much doing it full time, which is so crazy because like I guess I didn't expect it to be that way. Mm-hmm. I just sort of started it because I was like, I want to do this, and then it's just been such a literal like pleasure to be able to do it for so many reasons Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like my full-time gig right now and it's amazing and truly I don't know how long I'll end up doing it or if it will evolve into something else but um it's so great and it's kind of crazy to like do something that you're just like really passionate about as your job it's like 
it's so many things and I feel like it's kind of like yeah it's 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 really amazing to be able to do it and dress people and meet people yeah well now you have an intern which is kind of cool yeah shout out Chancy. <laughs> Chancy is her name yeah she's so oh, that's sweet cute. yeah um yeah okay so small business yeah you're still in your 20s you didn't even say how old you are you don't have to just 27 27 27 in heaven 20 <laughs> i try to rhyme every heaven age on with earth. something yeah heaven on earth what 24 24 i'm a whore yes i'm bitch. just kidding <laughs> wait why That's not the first thing I, I mean, listen we love someone who know, embraces we, uh, their soul we, um <laughs> We talked about that last week and I, I was oh, like, I want God. you to, I want you to talk about this on the podcast, but I, I like wrote it. down here, like exploring your twenties because you've yeah. had a wild ride. Like Ooh, you honey. like lived in LA, but like you've traveled a lot. Yeah. And like, I don't know. <laughs> you, can you like talk about like things you've learned in your twenties or like, Oh my God. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Okay. So. I feel like if you know me, you know that I'm just like a funky ass chicken yes. and I just like have kind of been bopping and <laughs> like, like it's just funny. Um, yeah. I mean, I lived in San Francisco for like four years when I was um, what, like 18 to like 21, 22. And then I moved to LA and I was there for like four and a half years and, um, it's funny. I've traveled all over the place. I mean, I did a huge trip to India and Thailand. That was just like life changing for so many reasons. Um, and I think it's just funny. I've learned so much, especially from like leaving certain things that just didn't serve me anymore. Mm -hmm. Like that shit's hard as fuck, mm -hmm. truly. And like, I think it's harder to stay in them, but just because you don't know what's on the other side, you're like, maybe this is easier. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then on the other side of that, just like doing so much fun stuff, meeting so many people, just kind of like following your gut, which I forgot to do. And then realized I needed to come to Austin and like find my fucking self again. Mm -hmm. And so I came, um, but yeah, it's just been funny. I feel like yeah, I feel like I've always just kind of like done, I've always just felt like, okay, this feels good. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you trust your gut, it's always going to be right. Even if you fuck up or mm -hmm. even if you just like eat shit and fall on your face, because at least you did it like with some sort of groundedness. Yeah. At least at the end of the day, you can be like, okay, yeah, I fucked up but it was for me or like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I just met these amazing people and have these great opportunities now, or just know someone new in my life or discovered something new today. So, mm -hmm. or something that you don't like. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's just funny. I think it's twenties are wild. I feel like every person that I meet that is like out of their twenties, is like, Oh my God, I loved my twenties, but you couldn't pay me to go back. <laughs> and I'm like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so funny. Yeah. Cause I turned 28 December 24th of this year. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just funny. Like I don't really feel like a certain age, but I'm always excited to get older. Um, just because it's like, a fearing the inevitable inevitable is never gonna serve you mm -hmm. because then you're always just gonna be like fuck and then it's gonna come anyway <laughs> yeah you know what I mean and so I think that's just like a big lesson never fear the inevitable and I think like 
sometimes like for women it's so many stupid bullshit things it's like "Eh, you're getting older it's this and that it's like and Mm -hmm. I feel like women are like wine we get better as we age oh it's cute it's true right because don't you feel consider like I think about myself at 18 dear god oh yeah that's like almost 10 years ago (laughs) I'm like thank god like honey had a good time I had a grand old time in San Francisco (laughs) but like no Mm -hmm. (laughs) like wouldn't go back to that yeah um but I'm so happy I did it because I met so many cool people and I experienced so many things and yeah what would you say like what allowed you to kind of like step into that mindset because I feel like I mean you have siblings and you have like good parents that you I know you've only really spoken highly of so would you say like they kind of shaped you being able to just like be yourself because I feel like my 20s has have been a lot of like unpacking yeah, my past absolutely <laughs> and then like now hashtag I'm at a place, trauma yeah, hashtag <laughs> trauma but now I'm at a place where I'm like okay this is my life like yeah I don't have to live by the standards that my parents set necessarily even mm. though they were good ones but yeah. like they don't have to be mine like yeah. I don't have to follow the footsteps that my sisters did I don't have to have kids at a young age like uh. I don't need to get married like yeah. I there <laughs> I feel like now I'm fully figuring out like I can just be what I want mm-hmm. so yeah would you say that you kind of like felt supported enough to explore and be whatever it is that you wanted to be mm. oh my god such a good question um Yes and no. I think like I had a lot of kind of just like trauma in my life until I was like, "Mm, all right, it never ends if we're being totally honest. (laughs) I'm like, it's done now, you guys. I'm fine. (laughs) I'm thriving. Um, But, you know, it's funny. Like my parents were never really, I don't even know honestly how they're alive. They went through a lot of shit. Like uh, I think being super kind of like raised by wolves helped there's six kids in my family and my dad and my stepmom are fucking icons they're amazing Mm -hmm. like they really did the best that they could with what they had just in terms of like I think just like headspace honestly they were always great providers like we literally had everything we needed but Mm -hmm. they were never there you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so yeah that was a lot um I don't think I fully stepped into being a, anything other than myself. That didn't make sense. I like when I moved to San Francisco, I really felt like I was getting to know myself for the first time. I wasn't at home anymore. I wasn't even living near any of my family anymore. So I was like, yes, mm-hmm. let's get weird. <laughs> and I got fucking weird. And it was amazing. And I was just like discovering all of this stuff about myself, about my capacity to like be seen and like hold friendships and fall in love and do all of those just like human things and work and learn and write. And, um, yeah. So it was like, I think that was just like a really, like really interesting season for me. I was super wild, super experimental and was just having a ton of fun. And then I went into school in LA and stuff kind of got more serious and it was a different season and I was really into um, school at FITM because that was just such an intense program and then really getting into my um, like work life job life and like when I had like a first my first um, my first real job Um, but to be totally honest I feel like um, 
this is going to sound kind of sad, but I think when I got into my first like big relationship, I was so afraid to be wrong, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I really, uh, it's sad, but I really needed that time in my life Mm -hmm. because it was so wrong in many ways, mainly on my end, because I wasn't willing to like actually show myself. I think I just like had a lot of shame around Mm -hmm. like myself and my past and my life and all of that. And it was funny, like actually being like, um, just like super curious and open and like extroverted and just like wanting to try everything and then getting into this relationship where you're so intimate, like your partner's your mirror. Right. And that was so hard for me. I just did not know how to deal. And, um, I think in, many ways I like kind of lost myself Mm -hmm. and lost yeah I think just like lost my ability to like really see myself like I remember I was gonna go to this trip to Japan and I had to get this like international driver's permit and because I was gonna do this like funky go-kart moment and I still have this fucking driver's permit I can show you (laughs) the it does not even look like me like I look like a different person Mm -hmm. it was like oh it was just like when you stop honoring who you actually are and you're just trying to fit into someone else's version of mm-hmm. who they think you are or who they want you to be. Um, and that is ultimately why I was like, I can't fucking be in this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so those were really like two years of like me just kind of not having full ownership of myself and being really afraid and kind of ashamed of so many different things I guess and then ultimately just knowing that that was like not how I wanted to fucking live my life and I knew I had so much personal shit that I needed to deal with Mm -hmm. so much trauma that I needed to literally just like move through my body and yeah and then I came to Austin last year and I worked with um a really amazing embodiment healer her name's Carla Palomino on Instagram hit her up um but and she's also like one a a close friend of mine like she was my first like friend ever actually um but yeah and so like I came here and that was just a super painful time and I did this like six month embodiment like journey Mm -hmm. I guess with her and that literally ended the first week of this year which was so crazy I didn't know you were doing that yeah that's cool it was wild what did that look like Um, it was, I mean, a, I should preface by saying that she had known me kind of like no one else had known me. So there was already that initial trust barrier. Um, so we were able to just kind of get into shit really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, I find I've I've been through a lot of therapy in my life and a lot of times it's sort of like you're dating and you like have to get comfy with Mm -hmm. these people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and so thank God, like she and I didn't really have to do that. I mean, it's certain things like embodiment work is more like like talk therapy is great but we're all smart and I feel like we can all talk ourselves in and out of every fucking situation Mm -hmm. we're all full of shit our egos we're full of shit and Uh, embodiment work is basically like this is not what your head thinks this is what your body's telling you Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like we would meet and we would um chat and I guess things would sort of just like naturally come up, but then it's really a matter of like trusting your body and sometimes just feeling when something is literally just inside of you. When you Mm -hmm. hold trauma, it's basically like a loop 
right? Like trauma is a loop that's never been closed. So it's sort of like someone does something fucked up. There's no closure. That's your trauma because you have to now go in and close that Mm -hmm. and heal that. And so that's what a lot of that was. And I feel like, um, yeah, a lot of that was like hard. That was like, yeah, just a lot. Was she like a Reiki person or? No, no, no. Doesn't do Reiki. I've actually never done Reiki. I've heard so many things mm-hmm. about Reiki. Um, but no, she it's she's like an embodiment healer. So it's basically like it's a lot of movement. There's dance. There's like okay. fucking screaming. There's like full tilt. <laughs> Did she ever use art? Yeah. Like art as a means of like getting things out. Absolutely. Yeah. And I still do that now. Like sometimes I'll just like find myself in a really weird funk and I just don't have the words so I just have to make something Mm. and a lot of times it's like making a portrait of like myself and like drawing like how I'm feeling like in my body and it's so funky sometimes I just like look at it after and I'm like damn girl yeah (laughs) that was wild but you got Uh, it out yeah but you get it out Mm -hmm. and that's like I feel like so much what I learned in like one of the most important things I feel like that I learned during that kind of like container was um was really to make friends with all the shit that you're afraid of and that's so much easier said than done but Mm. just genuinely it's like all the shame that I had it's like you just have to like try to move through it and also hold its hand as you're going through it Mm -hmm. because the more you push something away the bigger it gets you know what I mean it's just like anything in life and um yeah and it's interesting because it's it's a never-ending thing I'm never gonna be like healed Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm good for the rest of my life as long as we're on this planet we are not 100% golden 100% even like the monks yeah. are working on surrendering yes. and letting go and oh, yeah. all of the things. Oh yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Dude, That's cool. For sure. I think, yeah. yeah, I think we're all somewhat on that path. Um, mm-hmm. whether you're not there and you're about to get there or you are there and you're walking through it, definitely not alone. Cause we're all just like trying to figure it out. And if you're pushing it all away, here's your sign. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that. Stop it. <laughs> pull out a journal, pull out a coloring <laughs> book or whatever. And, get it out that's actually such a good sort of like practice like if Mm. you're just like feeling weird and you're like I want to do something different I want to start like exploring thoughts and like all of that um there's this amazing book I think I have it over there the artist's way it's by Julia Cameron I believe but one of the first exercises that it says it's just like literally every single morning like make like a time period for yourself like for three months like every single morning just like write three pages of like just whatever bullshit like mm-hmm. right like when a brain you get dump up. yeah literally a brain dump that's mm-hmm. like the perfect fucking mm-hmm. word for it um but yeah like I feel like that's like I remember when I was doing that like it's just such a good thing and then you're kind of like oh I'm awake oh thank god mm-hmm. like all that rando shit is like just on paper now yeah and then you can revisit it months later and yeah be like, what's good <laughs> I saw you have Daring Greatly by Brene Brown that's a good book I read it last year oh. but that kind of like goes along with what we're talking about of like yeah meeting your feelings and your thoughts is so vulnerable and it's so uncomfortable but uh. and it takes a lot of bra- bravery yeah but I guess that's what life is about. Absolutely. Like you don't want to just shy away from your truth. Otherwise, like what happened with you, your subconscious will eventually move it to your conscious and it Ooh. will 
force you to make a change. It will Ew. force you out of your, yes. like, where you're at. Mm-hmm. Literally. It literally will, like, <laughs> knock on your window at night and be like, hey, bitch. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> scratching. Oh, my god, Scratching down the window. Yeah. Yeah, man. Ugh. Um, sorry. Wait, now, I was, like, looking at your books. What? No, I'm so curious about you. Like, what's your, like, what has been your experience with all that? Because I know that you're super, you're super spiritual and you have your own kind of practice and... Hmm. yeah what's it like for you like what's your like with my thoughts and my feelings or what (laughs) I think absolutely yes with your thoughts and your feelings um but I guess just more because I know you journal I think that you like see someone Mm -hmm. like you see a therapist Mm -hmm. and like Heather shout out love you Heather um (laughs) but yeah I'm just like I guess I'm just curious about like what got you like how did you get started with all that and why Ooh. um Okay, well, to keep it short, I, um, (laughs) when I was six, no, 17, turning 18, I was like getting out of high school. I had my first ever breakup. Mm -hmm. Wah, wah, wah. It was like, it was pretty hard. Um, and I like experienced anxiety, quote unquote, for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I like went and saw someone. I remember I had like a major, like out of body, like panic attack. And that was, again, when you're not listening to your mind, your body will show up and be like, here's it in physical uh, symptoms. You need to listen to your mind now. So yeah. I kind of had that. And then I was started seeing someone and realized like I was dealing with needing disorder. And I realized like there was a lot of like emotionally unavailable, like parent figures in my life. And there were just like all these things. So yeah, that was kind of what got me started into going to therapy and then I was super into yoga and that was kind of connecting the mind body spirit mm. um and yeah I I guess that was like kind of how it started but I've always been like a very in tune person with mm. my emotions yeah um I don't know how because my parents were not like that <laughs> at all huh. um so yeah and then a lot of reading yeah did a lot of reading and feeling just like living life based on how you're feeling how does it feel for you if it doesn't feel good stop doing it Mm. you know yeah the feels Um, we know them (laughs) yeah that was in short (laughs) I love it thanks but um yeah so I okay so on the podcast we talk about purpose and we talk about Purpose kind of overall, I have people yeah. on who I'm like, they are living a purpose-filled life. Like, mm. they are showing up every single day and, like, being who they want to be. Mm. And I think that about you. So, uh, thank what you. does the word purpose mean to you? And if you found your purpose, what do you think it is? Oh, I think definitely my purpose in life is to connect things that will better their lives. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always done it. I've always loved to do it. And... I don't necessarily just think that it's clothes per se um, and accessories. Um, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think like my purpose is really just connecting people. Like I've always been really curious. I've always loved to find literally. And like it's people, it's places, it's things. And the more I find, the more I know and the more I can share. And um, yeah, 
definitely my purpose is mm. connecting. Oh, that's such a good answer. I love that. Thanks, Your dude. clothing definitely does that <laughs> for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it's so funny, literally, just to like speak to that. I had a girlfriend today. She models for me sometimes. Um, but she and my other friend went out to drinks, I think, on Monday. And my friend that I saw today was like, oh, my God, I wore that like 1950s corset that I bought from you last Friday to drinks on Monday. And our other friend wore a top that I designed at Naked Wardrobe, one of my like first import pieces. And I guess they were just like sitting at drinks and like realized that they were both wearing stuff that like I had either like made or like mm-hmm. found. And it was so funny because then they connected on it. So it's just like I was like, that's so fucking full circle. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And now you have, like, celebrities wanting to wear your stuff. Oh, my God. I actually have such, like, a crazy celebrity that just shot in one of my pieces last week. And I can't say who it is. I'll tell you. Off mic? Yeah. I'll Ooh. tell you off mic. But she's, like, a very famous, like, TikToker. Oh, wait. You might have told me. You <laughs> oh told me that she was a – that she was – her stylist had hit you up. Yeah. But that did end up going through? Yeah. <gasps> yeah that's dope I know I died oh and it's gosh. a piece that I've had for forever and like put on true voir last year and no one gave a fuck about it and so I just took it off mm-hmm. but kept it because it's fabulous and then they ended up using it for her shoot cute so I'm dying to see um How what turned out yeah what those shots look like so you better TV, pray that follow truth one you'll find out who it was yeah that's <laughs> a good little plug you won't want to miss it i'm curious to know like again back to the whole fast fashion thing yeah. once she wears it and posts it if people are gonna be like where do i get it and then <sighs> Shein's gonna like their little ew, robots are gonna ew. plug in and be like oh we gotta make that like let's create it no! or recreate it i should say bridget no you know what's so crazy they actually can go from concept to actual full tilt menu in three days are you kidding me? Insane. Yes. They can literally go from sketch or let's be honest, screenshot to design to manufacturing to having it all mine in what is that? 72 hours. Uh huh. That's disgusting. No, that I can't even fathom that. I think that that should be illegal. It's a full other thing. But I think if anybody, if we actually want to like tackle the problem of fashion, I think that there needs to be laws and regulations in terms, in relation to how much people are allowed to produce. There's literally not even a way to be able to look at something like that and say, how can this impact the environment in 72 hours? Or like, how can producing this at this rate affect, like, where is the EPA? They don't Hello, where are you? Honey, probably in the pockets of some ratchet mm-hmm. company. I don't know. They probably own shares of... Mm, of they're like the shareholders of Shein. Oh, God. <laughs> don't make me do some digging. I'll go figure it out. Oh, my God. Oh, I know, FBI right? No, I'm curious. Google. Uh, <laughs> Google shouts out. Well, Help. congrats to you for having uh, that. That's super cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I have two more questions for you. Okay. One, where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Oh my God. Five to 10 years ish. Um, okay. So in five years, what I'll be 32 Mm -hmm. girl. I don't know. I kind of want to move to Europe maybe and just like go bop in like Berlin or something. Uh, I want to say no. Cause like, I don't want you to leave Austin, but also like you, I can't picture you anywhere else. (laughs) Literally. I know. Um, God. Yeah. Okay. So five years, I'll be 32, 10 years. I'll be 37. I don't know. Maybe 10 years truly just so far down the line. Lord knows. You want to be married? 
Um, sure. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I love this. I don't, uh, to be completely honest, like, I don't have, like, a, it's not, like, a hard yes or a hard no for me. Mm-hmm. I don't really care if I get married or not, per se, but I do really value relationships, mm-hmm. and um, I'm excited for whoever I end up being able to, like, be in partnership with. Like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm not really, like... I'm in love with like the Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell idea, but also I don't know how that shit functions actually day to day, but I just think conceptually it's kind of fun. Um, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but if I do get married, you're invited. Uh, <laughs> oh, if you didn't invite me, I'll, I'll show up. I'll figure out. You're like, bitch, I will end you. <laughs> yeah. I'll figure it out. And I'll, I can't wait. Oh man, your wedding dress. Oh my that God. That would be. I can't even imagine what that would look like. It would be a mood. It would be a mood. One of my closest friends um, is dating my oldest brother. And I secretly hope that he proposes to her this year so I can just design her wedding dress. (laughs) I'm like, we need to get this shit popping. Yes. (laughs) Propose. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love that. Right? We need it. Uh, Okay. Last question. Okay. What are three things you're grateful for? Okay. Um, Three things I'm grateful for. Ooh. Friends and family. I'm lumping that all together. Mm-hmm. Um, good health and desire to keep that consistent. Um, and uh, I think just like my sense of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Grateful for that. So, yeah, just like the people in my life that I know and love. Um, curiosity and and health. That's so great. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. I love it. Wait. Gratitude's I, the best attitude. I know. I really want to. Okay. What are yours? You have to tell me. What, what three what things mine? are you grateful for right now? Ooh. I'm grateful for a body that tells me what it needs, mm. as everyone's does. Mm. And it's a goal every day to wake up and say, what do you need, body? Tell me. <laughs> Today, mine needed a four-hour nap. Hey. <laughs> same. Um, <laughs> uh, shoot. This podcast I'm yes. really grateful to have like the, I don't know, the desire and ambition to like create something and have people on that I, just a little fun project. Yeah. Um, the third thing is, ooh, shoot, I don't know. I normally do this every day. Why just is it so for, hard? First thing, don't think about it too much. The coffee you just gave me, because that just woke me up. Hey, <laughs> hunty, I know. I was like, I need a teacup full. That was good. <laughs> I wish you guys could see her living room. It's the best. Oh, uh, it's very much a vibe. <laughs> but thank you so much for being on. Did you have anything uh, else you wanted to say or share? Um, You know what? No. I think um, I think this has been fabulous. Thank you so much for yeah. having me. It's been so cool. It's my first podcast Woo! ever that's and my goal to take everyone's podcast virginity Ooh, take my <laughs> v baby <laughs> i love it but i love you and i really appreciate you thinking enough of me to want to talk more yeah and share it of course i love, I love you too thank you for listening everyone <laughs> i'll see you next time bye <laughs>